good day good day good day children of god and welcome back to living intentionally for god podcast yay i bless god for the opportunity to be here and to take this uh podcast today we're going to be reviewing um the who is man series and this is a continuation of the ongoing series today we're going to be answering three very important questions okay so my name is Alamdi. i'm a member of the living intentionally for god team if this is your first time tuning into our podcast we welcome you we want you to know that god is intentional about you and we want to encourage you to listen to another podcast from us after this and we trust god to bless you so let's pray in jesus name father we thank you for today we exalt your name we bless you because you are god and you are good regardless of our circumstances regardless of our feelings regardless of what is going on around us we acknowledge that you are good Jesus, you brought us here today and you have a plan and purpose for us. We ask that you expose your word to us. As the scripture says that the Holy Spirit opened their understanding and they were able to understand the scriptures. Father, open our understanding and speak through us and to us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' precious name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Okay, like I said, today we're going to just be continuing the who is man series and this segment is just going to highlight three questions that we want to answer and we want to discuss i just want to put a caveat if you're hearing any sounds in the background there's some things just making noise but i'm really hoping that my voice is louder than the sound so that we're not distracted but please just focus on my voice regardless and may god help us in jesus name so basically the first question we're going to be answering in this episode is what makes a human being a human being and some of these questions will sound like very very basic but we the aim here is to really understand and and this uh Hoseman series is majorly for people who you know you just want to understand certain things and sometimes curiosity is good and curiosity leads us to certain answers that change our lives for the best and so don't say oh like these questions are so weird like who's asking what makes a human being a human being the truth is society has made us um depend on science for most of the things that we believe and sometimes science is off science tells us things that don't align with what the bible says what the spirit of god says and as children of god we should seek to know all wisdom comes from god he created all things he knows all things and so he can teach us certain things that we need to know and believe about the world that we live in okay all right so i'm going to be reading genesis genesis chapter 2 verse 7 Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 and it says then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground he breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils and the man became a living person I don't think it gets any clearer than that 
the question was what makes a human being a human being bible the bible specifically and clearly states that god created man from the dust of the ground and then breathed into his nostrils and man became a living being and so what makes a human being a human being being created by god and receiving the breath of life from god now does that mean that people um people that or things let me not say people things that human beings have created are they human beings that question is left for you to answer the bible says that we are human because god created us even when a man and woman come together to have a baby it's still god who creates the child inside of them god is the one who set the mechanisms and the um and all the chemicals and all the processes in our bodies running from the moment he created us your cardiovascular system your respiratory system your endocrine system your nervous system everything was set in motion and it has been working non-stop since he created you and so all of those systems god uses them to create a new human in a woman and so god is still the one who creates a baby inside of a woman so it doesn't change the principle that's on ground creating us from the dust of the ground and breathing life inside of us that is what makes a human being a human being and i want to go even further and read genesis 1 verse 26 to 27 genesis 1 26 to 27 it says also it says sorry then god said let us make human beings in our image to be like us i believe he was talking to himself and he says they will reign over the fish in the sea the birds in the sky the livestock all the wild animals on the earth and the small animals that scurry along the ground so god created human beings in his own image in the image of god he created them male and female he created them it's clear we did not originate from um a theory of evolution god created human beings in his image in his likeness male and female he created them so what makes a human being a human being being created by god being created in the likeness of god and receiving the breath of life and i and i really love the fact that um when God created us, it wasn't without aim, it wasn't without purpose. He says, let us create them and they will reign. They will reign. So I, I even want to chip it in that what makes a human being is not just being created by God, being created in his image and receiving the breath of life. It's receiving purpose, having a purpose. That is what makes a human being a human being. I'm not particularly sure that God gave the animals a purpose. I know he gave like the sun and moon and stars a purpose to, you know, give light during the day and during the night. I'm not sure he gave the animals a purpose, but he gave human beings a purpose to reign, to reign. 
So I believe that according to the word of God, these are the things that make a human being a human being. Number one, that you are created by God. That is a human being. That you are created in the likeness of God. That is a human being. That you have received the the breath of life in your nostrils. That is a human being. And that you have received purpose for your creation. That is a human being. Four things that make a human being a human being. So, let's understand that. That's what the word of God says. And as Christians, we choose the word of God as our absolute truth. It's not what science has taught us. It's not what makes logical sense. God created us in his likeness from the dust, gave us the breath of life, and gave us a purpose. That is how we are formed. Now, the second question um, we're going to answer today is, what makes a man a man? And (laughs) I know that people have so many different answers to this um, question. In fact, we're not even going to really dwell on it because at the end of the day, God is the one who will breathe understanding into us. And, you know, there's not much in the Bible about um, a man. I'll say there's, there's more in the Bible about a husband and what marriage is supposed to look like. But a man on his own, People say, you know, strength. People would say, um, build, like body build. People would say the ability to stifle your emotions and not cry. People would say, uh, love for football. Like, the truth of the matter is, when we don't know the truth that is in the word of God, Society defines certain things for us, and we don't even realize that we are living our lives according to these definitions, according to these um, classifications that society already has. So it's very, very, very important. The Word of God says in Romans 12, verse 2, that don't be conformed to this world, but let me renew your mind. Let God renew your mind by changing the way that you think. Then you will know His will, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. And so it is paramount, it is essential that we allow God to renew our minds, that we allow him to teach us the right mentalities that we're supposed to have about certain things, that we allow him to teach us the things that, you know, the ideologies that we're supposed to keep and those things we're supposed to throw away. Because um, the world will tell you man is a social being and I want to believe that majorly means that we are influenced greatly by society we are trained in society by society and by the time we come to a knowledge of God's word most of our like minds are already formed, we already have things that we believe to be true and so God needs to quote and unquote brainwash us and just renew our minds and throw away those things that don't align with his word, amen and that's what we are doing, so what makes a man a man um, I would love for us to take away all those things that I mentioned earlier that we have grown up believing. Put them aside. What the word says, and like we said and we discussed just now about human beings, it still applies for a man, it still applies for a woman because the ending part of um, the Genesis 1 verse 27 that we read, it says, 
so god created human beings in his own image in the image of god he created them male and female he created them and so what makes a man a man that he was created male by god and what makes a woman a woman that she was created female by god and all the rules of a human being still apply and most importantly i'll say the rule of the rule of being created in the likeness of god and this is why we need to know what god's character is like we need to know what he is like because that's the only way that we will find out what we were made to be like like i said when we grow up when we're growing up society changes us we're created a certain way by god but we're socialized differently certain things that god do not intend for us to believe or hold on to or be like we end up being because of society and so when we come to a knowledge of christ jesus we need to let him teach us and reform us and transform us into what he intended us to be like from the beginning and the only way we can is when we come to know him because it says that we were created in his likeness so we must know him so that we can know ourselves so apart from the physical um aspect of being made from dust and having the breath of life and having a purpose what really makes a man is that he is in the likeness of god and what makes a woman is that she is in the likeness of god says male and female he created them and we know that according to the story of adam and eve eve was made from adam now we're not going to go into details of okay so is every woman created from a man's rib i personally cannot answer that question and i wouldn't lie all i know is that we are created by god we are created by god whether or not you are created from the rib of a man if you are a woman truth of matter is that god created you in his likeness not in the likeness of a man he created you in his likeness and breathed life into you and you became a living being so what makes you a woman is that you are created in the likeness of god and you have the breath of life inside of you and you have a purpose what makes you a man is that you have been created in the likeness of god you have the breath of life inside of you and you have a purpose amen amen I'm going to read Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, probably all the way to 23. Genesis 2, verse 18 to 23. Okay, I'll read verse 18, then I'll read verse 21 to 23. Okay, Genesis 2, 18, it says, And the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper. Who is just right for him I will make a helper who is just right for him verse 21 so the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep while the man slept the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening the Lord God made a woman from the rib and he brought her to the man at last 
the man exclaimed this one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh she will be called woman because she was taken from man now the truth of the matter is um we cannot say that every time a woman is created there's a man somewhere that was put into deep sleep i believe that this was an analogy or a way of understanding that god used when like to put a preamble for a man and woman being together because as we know adam and eve were married they were the first couple and i believe that god allowed you know that god allowed eve to be formed in that manner because he was trying to like exactly what Adam said in verse 20, he says, this is bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh, aka, this is my, this is my spouse, this is my partner, and when God was creating Eve, he said, it is not good for man to be alone, I will create for him a helper, and so it's, I believe that Eve was created specifically in that manner, to show compatibility, To show similarity to show that they are at par because the bible says in another place that be not unequally yoked and so it was to show that this was a help meet like a help sorry help meet a partner somebody on the same level created for me sharing my purpose sharing my dreams sharing my person which is the um, standard for marriage in god's eyes god has somebody that is compatible with you bone of your bone flesh of your flesh of the same mind of the same aim of the same spirit but in terms of is every woman made from rib of a man i don't believe so because the word says he created them male and female and so a woman does not mean being a woman does not mean that you have been created from the rib of a man and being a woman does not mean that you exist solely to be a helpmate for a man God says he created them and the criteria for being a human being is that you have a purpose now can two people's purposes be aligned and can they be designed by God to help each other accomplish that purpose absolutely but that does not take away that they have been individually created by God male and female hallelujah hallelujah the last thing I want us to talk about before we wrap up this segment is the fact that your color, your tribe, doesn't make you less human. Because we understand that the world that we live in today, people believe that a certain color of skin is more human than another color. Or tribalists will believe that a certain tribe is superior to another tribe. And so everybody in a certain tribe is more of a human being than everybody in another tribe we're aware of this we know that this is the world that we live in i want us to also refer to and i really like the way we started because that just set a principle in place 
it says that we've all been made in the likeness of god all of us he created us i don't care how many people are on this planet or in the galaxy we've all been created by god we are equal and so i believe that answers the question first and foremost that none none of us are superior to the other we've all been created in the likeness and the image of god We've all been created in the likeness and the image of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's recap what we have spoken about. We have spoken about um, what makes a human being a human being. What makes a man a man. What makes a woman a woman. And does your color, does your skin color or your tribe make you any less of a human being? And we've been able to answer this question. So in line with what we said earlier, because I believe we've already touched on it, but just to kind of like cement it a bit more. Um, the story of Adam and Eve, like I explained earlier, I believe that God, institu- God <laughs> instituted marriage. Yes, that's the word. God instituted marriage to show a dimension of him because it says that we were created in his likeness, male and female. And we understand from theology that God is a tripartite being. He's sorry, man is a tripartite being, and God is um, the Holy Trinity. God is three in one: it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the three of them are in synchrony, one God. And I believe that, um, just like the word says, um, and a man shall leave his mother and father and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. God instituted marriage to symbolize the unity in the body of Christ. It says that um, marriage somewhere in Corinthians I believe or Ephesians it says that marriage is supposed to show the bond between Christ and the church the way that a man loves his wife the way that a woman loves her husband and submits to him and the way that a man submits to his wife supposed to show the unity between Christ and the church so definitely marriage is an institution to show the dimension of God, unity and love. I want to believe. Unity, love and purpose, in fact. Let's read um, Genesis 2, verse 24 to 25. That's just um, like a foundation for this. It says, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife. And the two are united into one. Now the man and his wife were both naked, but they felt no shame. When you are naked on your own, are you ashamed of your body? No. In the same way, God ordained that two people would be naked before each other, not just physically naked, but there will be nothing hidden between both of them, and there will be no shame. 
it's almost like one person there's so much there's so much connection there's so much love unity purpose that it's almost like one person since the two shall become one just like god is three in one so i believe marriage is a dimension of god that he wants us to experience because many that are ordained for it god wants us to experience marriage as a dimension of him to understand him to understand how three beings can be one god by experiencing how two people can become one in a marriage And I believe that marriage God's way, there's no shame. Just like he says that the man and woman were naked and they felt no shame. Marriage God's way, there's no shame. There's no secret. There's no judgment. There's no hiding from one another. Everything is bare. Everything is seen. Everything is loved. I'm going to read something. It's really long, but I believe... It makes a whole lot of sense and will just be our conclusion for today on this topic it's in Ephesians 5 verse 21 to 33 Ephesians 5 21 to 33 says and further submit to one another out of reverence for Christ submit to one another because I'm sure when I said a woman submits to her husband and a, and a man submits to his wife people were like hmm is that what the Bible says? The Bible says it here. And further, submit to one another. A man to a woman. A woman to a man. Out of reverence for Christ. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. For husbands, this means love your wives, just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean. Washed by the cleansing of God's word, he did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body but feeds and cares for it just as Christ cares for the church. And we are members of his body. As the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. This is a great mystery, but it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. So again, I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. So I believe the Bible is very clear. Marriage symbolizes two people becoming one in mind, in soul, in spirit, in body. And it says it's a great mystery, but it, it illustrates mysteries in the spirit. How God can be in one, how Christ can love the church. So marriage God's way. And I believe that that has to be a separate topic on its own, but marriage God's way shows us a dimension of God. 
hallelujah hallelujah please if you have any questions feel free to send us a message on our social media handles they will probably be in the um description box on our page but on instagram we're on we're at lifg the three underscores so please send us any questions any comments anything you would like us to discuss or you want to discuss with us we'd love to hear back from you thank you for listening to this podcast we know that there's so much more that we need to unravel in the body of christ and we'll be taking it slow and steady as god leads us let's pray father we thank you for the things that we have said here today if there be any mistake god if there be anything said that is blasphemy please correct us please teach us we want to understand we want to know your truth that is our heart desire teach us by yourself oh god help us not to conform to this world but to be renewed as you lead us holy spirit open our hearts to understand your scripture and receive your truth in the name of jesus thank you father in jesus precious name we have prayed thank you thank you thank you god bless you and see you in the next episode